1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Event Brew. This is Will Kern from Endless Events, and I am joined by the exquisite Dustin Wesling of One West Events and the ever-so-charming Nick Borelli of All Seated. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that now? Sure. It's it's, oh. on, it's on the internet, so that it was, must be true. <laughs> that was, uh, I almost said Nick Borelli of Borelli Strategies. Yeah, so. I'll
0: have to learn to not say that. Uh <laughs> Which, frankly, isn't that hard, because I n- <laughs> never really enjoyed saying my name twice. I don't know. It was a mistake from the beginning. Not, it wasn't a mistake naming my business that. It's just so annoying to say your name twice, so I won't have to now.
2: Well, you could have oh. been like, this is Nick from Borelli Strategies.
1: Oh, there you go. And I figured that out oh. really late in the game. Maybe they'll f- then they'll think that you work for somebody other than yourself. My uncle Joe we'll be like oh what's your last oh, name really oh so you work for the family biz you must know Joe <laughs> it's so funny
0: I, I've worked for a company that that was named uh, like after someone uh, but that someone hadn't like it uh, was named after that person that person didn't mm. work there and it, I don't know if you know where the rest of the story's going but like you'd get to a point where everyone would be like just just show me you know like where is Joe yeah. like just let me talk to Joe yeah. and you're like oh <laughs> Joe's been dead for 40 years totally <laughs> do you really want to talk to Joe you know, it was like in named after that person. But yeah, if you name something after a business, it would be great if it's not your name. So then you can be like, look, it's not me. It's it's Joe mm-hmm. Borelli. Like, I'm not the one telling you these are our prices. It's Joe. I,
1: I got to, you know. You never want to be the CEO. Cause no. Everyone asks for the CEO. The deal maker. I'm not a deal maker. Look, I'm just a I'm <laughs> just a peon like you, buddy. Most people don't recognize that that's also one reason why I called myself chief event Einstein is because then I don't like. Oh, then we're like, like oh, you're, the, oh, you're definitely not, you're, a silly person. I don't know. Yeah, to... you're silly. I'm, you're not the chief of executive <laughs> officer of the yeah. company. Perfect. <laughs> that's smart. Um, so uh, let's talk about what we're drinking today. Um, fun fact, I'm drinking another 20 ounce uh, chai latte from David Rio, but I learned uh, that. So I use six, teaspoons of Chai I always thought they were tablespoons, but apparently my thing is a teaspoon and so I was like oh Well, let me put way more powder in this so I can make it taste more like chai I put way too much in and then when I entered it into my health app. I learned it was like 1,200 calories So never doing that again. So sticking with way less powder in my chai. Dustin, what are you drinking?
2: Well, I'm on the complete opposite end of that calorie count. I am drinking a grapefruit bubbly Mm -hmm. as it is now a new year i'm cutting booze out for a little while wow no no end date no like i'm not there's no like no drinking january or anything like that and just taking a break
1: i was reading the the innovation stack book and he talks about how he has an interview with herb keller and how herb keller always takes a month off of drinking uh and he always does it in february because the liver is the only thing that regenerates so he gives a month for his liver to regenerate and he does it in february because it's the shortest month
2: Ah, uh, clever! <laughs> ha.
1: So, you're, Dustin, you're up there with Herb Keller. I'm All right, <laughs> love Herb in, in that category. In that category, because you're so fly, Nick. How you doing? Good. I'm having zero
0: calories currently. That's what uh, you get when you go with diet Mountain Dew. You're a changed man. Mm. Yeah, new, new year, new, new everything, new year. man. Just, new new, new drinking, space, drinking. new gig. Totally new do. Oh wait, nope. So, just still drinking trash
1: from a can. Oh. <laughs> I love it. All right, so what do we got going on? What's in the headlines today that we're talking about? Uh, isn't it always COVID?
2: Yeah. yeah always. Is there something new to talk is, about? Is that the new is
1: that the new uh
0: TV show? It's always it's always Sunny in COVID. Uh yeah.
2: It it's yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about today, boys? I guess we're talking about the, well, the article specifically is the Business Insider article about Marriott offering on-site COVID tests for in-person conferences and meetings. Mm -hmm. This means we can all go back to work, right? Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Problem solved. It's
1: done. Marriott, not like a chariot, right? Thanks, Joe Marriott. Thanks. (laughs) I want to
2: talk to Joe about this. Where did we find Joe?
1: Does he talk to us? Well, I I thought it was really interesting because, like, my question leading up to this as being, like, you know, an event producer is, like, who was going to be responsible for getting all the testing, you know? And, like, is it the planner who's going to have to hire a third party, like, company to do it? Is it that it's going to be whatever vendor gets the fastest and best, most reliable people that can test lots of people at once, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I was really curious. And then when I saw Marriott announce it, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like... You know, like, the venues will do it. They're, like, they're big. They got infrastructure. They can help make it happen, like, and all those things like that. And then you guys had a lot of comments and ideas. And it made me raise, like, a lot of thoughts and parallels to services that hotels took on. I'm using air quotes in the past that they would say they do when in reality, maybe they didn't as well. But, um, I just thought it was really interesting, uh, news. I don't think it means that like we're all going back because I just think I see it more so as a really, really good
2: marketing play. Mm-hmm. If anything. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, You know, when you read the article, which I did do this time, if you listen to our last. I didn't, I um, only read the (laughs) headline. We're sometimes we're bad for reading headlines and having a conversation about it, but that's okay. We don't claim to be the expert in anything. Um, Yeah, so Marriott is putting the work together to find third-party testers to come and be a option if you want to do events. So I think this is, you know, this is important because there is... You know, I'm 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 guessing in every major city there is the option to hire for private testing, and you can skip the line. And money can, as all things in North America, money can solve all problems. Um, so I think it's I think it's actually quite clever of Marriott to create this headline. Um, they're certainly not doing anything that every event prof on the planet can't do for themselves. Um, there's a ton of third party testers out there that will test. It is extremely extremely expensive um, It is insanely so expensive. you know right now those those sorts of, of tests have been for major league sports and for um celebrities and hollywood but uh but yeah i'm curious to see and the thing that i think is interesting is is the more private testers we get off the ground the cheaper it's going to become once there's some competition Mm. in that area, it will get cheaper. And I guess, I guess the, the big question is, is like how cheap is cheap enough? If you're trying to put on a large scale event, you know, in, I think in Calgary right now, um, like a private mobile test will run you about eighteen hundred dollars a person. Oh, snaps! Um, I found something that was cheaper then, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I still considered it way more expensive. Yeah, but like so $1, and $1, that's and that's probably changed. So that was that was wow. a project that I was working on in uh, in October. Um, You can get a COVID test at a pharmacy now, so a large Canadian pharmacy chain. So you can get a travel test for $150, um, Mm -hmm. and that's partially government-supported. So I'm curious to see, you know, we can create these headlines all day long, but is this actually going to be something we can roll out at a price tag that's going to make sense? And, like, what event are you having that you want to spend, you know, let's even say it's a few hundred dollars a person to get them in a room? I don't know. Well, what's interesting, too, is that um, so when I started
1: to do the research of, of this as well, is that um, a lot of these vendors say like, hey, like there's actually no cost to the attendee. They can bill it to their insurance and all these things like that. So in theory, what Myriad has done, too, is I'm sure they built some sort of relationship, too, where like, hey, they can connect directly to insurance and you can make it that it's no cost to Myriad at all, that they make it seem like you're getting this like, you know, what I found to be, yeah, like a thousand to you know, eighteen hundred bucks in Calgary was crazy. Um, cost, it potentially looks like, wow. Yeah. If I have like a thousand person conference, that can look like a huge value add when I'm going to book the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, I'm sure then again, like I haven't done tons and tons of research into this, but I'm, I imagine this way is that they, they said, oh yeah, well we can figure out a way to get most of that money back through insurance. So therefore it looks like you're getting a $20,000. I don't really, you might not be as mm-hmm. well, but, uh, yeah, Nick, what's kind of your, your, your kind of thoughts on it?
0: I mean, I, I'm sure everyone is really suspect of anything when the word free comes up in a hotel, you
1: know, because like that, that's. Oh, does. It, it sorry. Does the article say that it's no. free or no. anything? OK, good. It's, we good. we good. don't even know. know. So it, it, it probably no, they might be that. charging 20 grand for it. Again, who knows what's happening on the back end. But got it. So if suspect. it's <laughs> sure. So if it's not a, a
0: value add with going with their business, then it's they're just entering the market. Uh, and in that instance, it's it's basically the you know the, the audiovisual game just in a in a health way. Mm-hmm. That said, I think that with, with they have used this this premise before with uh, with AV, uh, certainly with rigging and staging to some extent, where they say it's our house, it's, we have the liability when it comes to safety, and therefore with safety standards. Um, It is something that should be done under our roof and controlled by us and not just done by, you know, specific people. So that would be under the premise, I guess, that there would be a varying degrees of, of this being successful or not, which I don't think is true. There's probably it's pass fail when it comes to this. Right. There's not like a bad
1: Test right? Oh, like, there totally is. I mean, like if they do it, if it's, it's like rapid testing, you can sometimes have, you know, poor results or in, inaccurate results. So th- there's some theory, some quality lo- levels on here, but you would have to assume that potentially the same quality a planner would get would be the same quality, yeah, the the venue would get. I'm guessing. Yeah,
0: probably to some extent, except without the control, right? I guess so. It's it's mm-hmm. taking the control for the house, so it gets into that that argument again. Who who has the who has the best? Um, stake i guess on the control uh the the house the venue uh, or the planner um when it comes to certain things when it comes to it seems like when it comes to like food and food safety and fire Mm -hmm. safety and things like that it's always it's like a no-brainer that the house takes um that on as part of the gig right you know like and typically
2: not negotiable right you right not negotiable. Yeah, exactly. hotel and mm-hmm. you're like hey i just need your room i'm gonna gonna order some pizza for my guests tonight That doesn't, yeah <laughs> that doesn't happen right no, no and, and
0: even if the you know even if the premise is is based on on you know i guess their financial gain or you know where the profit centers on or whatever but like they can claim and, and to some extent there's there's definitely different levels of this being true that there's a health and safety Uh, protocol associated with it being their house and their liability and just expectations of hospitality. Is that the case here? Airlines do it, right? So, you know, like there's um, a case we made, I guess, there on on the things that they check uh, for people that come into their planes uh, as far as uh, health and safety and security um, mm-hmm. security is also another element that usually venues um, well, not necessarily sometimes venues take on themselves other times they don't mm-hmm. um, sometimes that's done third party too uh, you know and that's something that's a, a person added to uh, an event that is you know uh, I guess has the the safety of the the people in uh, in mind alcohol is the house I mean safety is the,
2: the most inconsistent
0: yeah, it is. It's a consistent it? thing mm-hmm. when it
2: comes to venues. It is. I think the they use
0: it when it makes sense for them, one hundred percent, or when 100%. they feel their ego is driven by it, one hundred percent. Or they could lose their whole business. You know, like uh, certain things can really like. I, I think when it comes to like, I, uh, I don't know. Like I could make the argument for AV. Um, Oh, a hundred
1: percent. I can, if the venue really made an argument around rigging and AV, like they could. That's it.
0: Rigging and staging is, is fair enough to an extent, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, I, really think that like there are, there are, there's enough, let's say, um, points where the severity of, of the outcomes would be negative enough where you would say like, yeah, you would lose your venue because, liability and that and that kind of thing like it's not as black and white as who costs it it's often who has the most amount of money and most to lose and and venues have a lot of that and and third-party people could just not exist the next day because yeah, they right. could just you and, know
1: and the perception too because like let's say for example a rig falls out of the sky no one knows that like that was oh, third-party rigging AV company people mm-hmm. just go like oh well I'm at the Marriott let's sue Marriott then mm-hmm. you know? it's like, like that
2: it's like that with everything though right like every everyone you let in your building yeah it sure. is it's a reflection on the venue because most your your average consumer or attendee isn't they don't they don't know how many people it takes to put on an event that's one of the magics of what we do is is that it's you know it's nobody nobody knows
1: yeah that's a good point
0: yeah i mean like you do it in a field uh and staging and rigging you know hurt someone which is more often than not when it happens right because it is more Mm-hmm. flexible as far as who, it, who and, is. and more
2: complicated as a build right that's fair mm-hmm. too
0: i mean yeah. uh, you're yeah. absolutely right there's much less rigging points obviously in an open field than there is yeah. when there's a ceiling and uh, less,
2: less wind in a ballroom generally yeah, that's so yeah. True.
0: fingers crossed right <laughs> uh so uh
2: I've, I've yeah seen, so i've like, seen some doors open at the same time and yeah backdraft like is, like is, is a great movie yeah, it's, isn't it rigs yeah. swinging
0: <laughs> yeah so I, I guess that's all true but um
1: but yeah it makes sense that like the venue would see it as the biggest liability of things too i also i mean like but are
2: venues really right. really liable for people catching covid like i mean we talked about that we that, talked, has, we has, talked has about this, been, this in a has couple, this couple been, episodes has ago this right been proven yet is there is there well, actually any ground to stand on to say that a venue is liable for somebody catching covid in their venue I feel I like our. La- I don't think it's so happened we yet. What we
1: talked about. What we talked about the wedding that had like a hundred people. Who was responsible? I think that episode probably sums up. I think a lot. And, of, and like, I our, and I guess the question
2: still it. remains: Is anyone responsible, or is it on? Is it like is are, personal? Accountability can, can you can you go thing? out in the time of COVID and have the expectation that someone else is going to make you safe in this time, where you've been told? to avoid this, avoid that, wear your mask, wash your hands. So really I I'm very curious to see. And I'm I'm sure it's gonna hit the courts eventually, somewhere, somehow, but and then and then tracking and tracing it. Like that's 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 almost impossible to say this is where you got it, which is I was ranting on the about this on another episode. And it's like that's why I think it's so scary to be the only industry that's required to do contact tracing. And that's the hospitality food and beverage you know there's there's so many other industries that don't have to do with the intense contact tracing that we do so it's so easy for events to get blamed for an outbreak or events to get blamed for somebody catching covid but at the end of the day it's all bullshit it's like you can't you can't prove any of that that's true that's why I think this is probably like just a gigantic like marketing thing.
1: I mean, like the right. headline I think or I it read makes, too. Or it
2: makes sense, right? Or Maybe it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense for the venue to have that because if the venue wants to go back to work and that's how they've decided they're gonna go back to work That's it, yeah. Who I think it's the thing
1: it's like, Hey, we yeah, we need to get that's what the headline was, is was like, hey, they want business travel to continue, so they're taking it upon themselves to start doing all the testing and everything like that. Which so is I,
2: which is yeah. which is great if they've got if they can figure out how to make that happen then then i think i think could a, good I mean,
0: could an event take place in a in a marriott hotel where someone said uh, a planner would say yeah we we're, we're not interested in having these tests. Here. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: Full I don't stop. know. I think it depends on the state local laws probably starting off with. Could you sign something? I mean we know that signing something almost means nothing, right? So
1: You know that venues are going to find a way to make money off of this. Like I mean like what Brant always yeah, sure. said that you never never uh, doubt a, a ability for a hotel airline to make an extra buck. But why shouldn't they be able to, right?
2: I mean, if you, it's if you, like, if you, if you house. price, if you price competitively and you're going to go out and you're going to figure out how to make it happen and make the deals, then, then and I feel make like testing is
1: necessary. Like, I mean, like I think we're ha- We have, it brings up a million our logistical issues, but like, I think that if you're going to bring together a thousand people before it's completely safe to do it, like I think that mm. you should make it part of your, like your registration process.
2: Hmm. Interesting. That
1: might be a side conversation. I just got a lot of dirty looks <laughs> from these guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm coming from a different <laughs>
0: angle than I think Dustin is. You know, like, I, uh, I don't know. My thing is, is it, you, you know, you say you, that's what you should do if you uh, put on an event for a thousand people before that, that they're ready for it. And I would say, why are we doing that? That's
2: it. I agree. Uh, well, okay, yeah, everybody. no, I, <laughs> like, sorry, sorry. Like, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not talking about the before we're ready for it part, part of things. I was more so saying that, like, I think that, I think the conversation we started having about like like what does that process exactly look like i'm i think that there's a big part of this that is making sure that everybody's safe at the event and because you know you say hey make sure to get tested because we'd like to make sure everybody's safe but you don't require it or don't have some sort of process around that like if some person gets sick because of it didn't happen that way Mm -hmm. then You know i'm i'd be really sad about hearing about that like i just really it really sucks when you hear about the stories like i hear stories about people who get covid and they're like they they did everything right and they did everything like everything possible and it was because hey they there that one person went to the the wedding with 200 people and then came back and got that person sick but like is that, that person sucks.
2: doing everything right like you went to a wedding with 200 people in a time it, where you're told not to gather in large groups so they didn't do yeah. everything right I no think i that mean the person who went the, to the wedding that the person didn't is, do it right but the, the good example that like, i will accept is the person that was walking down the street and somebody got right in their face and sneezed on them though that yeah, person that, like that person or, didn't deserve it but the person I that thinking shows about, up like
1: in the, the case with some one person i know is that she had to work in an office that only had four people. She's like the assistant to the CEO, so she, the CEO's and two other of his people are in the office, and they're all making sure that they're super safe. One of the employees got sick, and they gave it to her. Like that really freaking sucks. Yeah, like I, you literally. I, I do
2: agree. I, I think that you know, lots of that. People there's
1: borderline like, there because it's also like, yeah. why can't you just be 100 remote? There's only four of you. Yeah. Might as well just like the rest yeah. of you go that way. But like. Um, you know that that it just really really sucks, or you hear about the case when someone's trying to do something good and they get it sick because of it, that totally usually sucks too
0: so totally. i I love bringing up smoking for some reason because I'm like an old person who oh was,
1: I think this is such a good analogy like, yeah, uh,
0: yeah and and like I used to work in a restaurant that had a smoking section, so like i i, I I'm like I'm from like another time. I worked uh, in a hotel. We put ashtrays on the meeting yeah, tables. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In fact, even imagine
1: like, working on airplanes that oh, had ashtrays. Both my
0: parents smoked, so like when we had like parties at our house, even like we put out cigarettes in like like cups. Oh, so like geez. there was like a cup with like cigarettes in it and ashtray. So like it was it's like crackers and
2: cheese, it. a nice floral arrangement, a yeah. couple full of cigarettes. I f- cigarettes. I like, and I the feel future is like... going to be like joints,
1: you know? <laughs> I mean, now, now <laughs> it totally is. Now yeah, it's, yeah. now
2: it's, now it's <laughs> cocaine and edibles. We've, we've really come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> I think the right parties have
0: had cocaine before, during and after. That's true. That's, but true. that's a whole other thing. Uh, so yeah, I, again, like I think I feel like if, if you're listening to this and and the things that I'm saying sound like someone from Mad Men talking to you, uh, uh sorry, but I, I recall like a big premise uh, of a lot of the reason why they didn't let the free market sort it out was the fact of the staff. So like a staff of a hotel potentially doesn't have the opportunity to be in a to work in an envi- in an unsafe work environment that doesn't have uh. Some kind of uh, protocols to eliminate the, or at least to lo- lessen the chance of COVID being in the, in their workplace, you know, be it um, someone who uh, is in housekeeping or someone who is uh, in accounts receivable, and they're all still in an environment that doesn't isn't doing all it can do uh, to potentially uh, keep an an active virus from reaching them. So like. Good point. There's that is an argument that in in the cigarette days was definitely a big, a thing that came out because they would say you know servers don't have the you know the ability to um, you know not inhale things from you know going by them or whatever and then like the real like libertarian free market people were were definitely on the side of like well don't work there right and you know mm-hmm. that's. That's, I guess, uh, that's, I guess, another angle, I suppose, but, like, it didn't win then, <laughs> so, uh, and but it does win in Vegas, like, there's definitely, um, I mean, not, uh, so does a lot of other things that doesn't fly anywhere else, but um, like there's definitely places. As someone who goes to Las Vegas with a cigar, I walk around a casino and they're like, "Not here. Here's here's okay. Not mm-hmm. here."
2: Totally. And it's
0: so arbitrary, right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, Like, well, the people that like, and I guess they employ like smokers <laughs> that <laughs> deal cards in the smoking section. Let's I don't know, know if you work in Vegas, how that all works. We want yeah. to know. It's at so weird. Uh, I got smoking the there. Like, I understand like the binary of like not smoking and smoking, but like, or even sections to a degree, but it's so, at least it used to be like so arbitrary of where you
1: could and couldn't there. But so I was thinking about this just now, this is a little bit of a pivot off of specifically this, that this topic of of venues, but like, let's say for example, venues require you to get tested as to attend event, right? Airlines are now requiring it. So like all these people are requiring a test. Does that mean that like, if you decide that you're going to go to a conference that Uber is going to require it, your venue's going to require it, your airline's going to require it. So you're going to have to get like three different tests just mm. to attend a conference or is there going to be like the like universal tests that like you can then, you know, API and integrate with like all the different services. I doubt it's going to be the opposite because I think that everyone's going to be like, no, I trust my company, my tr- company, that sort of thing. The health sort of thing will be override. But I will just start to think of that as like all these people starting to require tests, like how many tests are you going to have to do mm-hmm. to like and, <laughs> go to <and> a conference?
2: <laughs> I mean, testing such a, Testing is such a. It's kind of it's it's all kind of nuts too, right? So unless you're offering rapid on-the-spot testing, which is extremely difficult to deploy, and we're not there yet, right? We're not we're not to the point where we're going to roll this out on a on a on a large scale, and um, so you know, there's the um the Canadian government just just put these new rules in place that you need to before you return home to Canada you need to have a negative covid test within three days of your return flight so you're still allowed to travel you're still allowed to go somewhere so you can go so you can go to mexico and you can go there for a week or two weeks within three days of coming home you have to go find a place that will test you you have to get a negative test and bring it to the airport with you so whatever the hell has happened from the three days you got that test doesn't matter as long as you've got that piece of paper to say you were negative three days ago it's
1: that's if you're returning. Yeah. So like, what happens if you're positive? Then do they like send
2: you back to the United States? You stay there. No, <laughs> you stay there. You're not. You're not even allowed to get on a plane. I'm talking the Canadian government. Oh, that's if you want to leave Canada. Yeah. So if you want to get oh, okay, on a plane okay, sorry, to Canada, sorry, I miss the leaving part yeah. versus coming back. So if you want to come to Canada, you need to have a negative COVID test within three days of your flight. So it's all just like,
0: come on. Three days though. Like three days.
2: X. Yeah, That's, there's uh, some like there's some serious science missing with all three of this days. Death, you can totally so. get somebody sick.
1: <laughs> I can tell you, I can go lick all the all the all the Starbucks cups. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think I'm you're allowed to say that analogy. Anymore. Of yeah. stupid. You would do now. That's like uh, bomb jokes in the airport. Yeah, like I, those I, days I, are done. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Now I'm joking, but
0: uh, I, I do think that like uh, there is probably a level of like security theater associated with this because like totally. there's just not that much control. And the other aspect of it is, is like, will they require like lockdowns? So like I'm going to a venue uh, and uh, in like, let's say I go to Las Vegas for this conference and I'm in a Marriott and they do a test. But then I go out that night and it's Las Vegas. So I'm going to get some sort right. of disease uh, you know, <laughs> just just by being in Las Vegas. So. Right. um then, then do we do a test every day? But if I, th- I do but I test? think the
2: science I think the science says you don't start transmitting it to others right away. So I think ah, you're like cool. So mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too deep into the science of it all because I don't leave my house, so it doesn't. It's Dustin's like, a scientist, right? So yes, it's not it's not science like you. Test. If you get a rapid test, let's say you show up for you know 8 a.m. You get your rapid test. You have you you attend the event presumably with all people that have tested negative, and you go out to a dinner that night. You don't you don't immediately contract it and start spreading it. so there's a there's a period in which you're most um, um, at risk of spreading it and it's usually once your symptoms start. So the time that time in between is is not as spreadable. I'm not a scientist. you please verify these facts if you want to go and tell somebody else them later. but um, but yeah, no, I, I also think that there's a you know there's a danger in in this testing thing because I think it takes away all the other precautions. Right, mm. and that's you know that Safety that was that point that was one of the big things when they put the mask mandate in 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 into Calgary or, or wherever anybody is is it's like all of a sudden the masks are on and people are getting closer together people feel like that mask is is going to protect them when it's like no the mask is just one layer but getting that through to people is really really difficult to say yes you have to wear a mask and you have to stay back and you have to do all of these things and they're all they all have to work together to keep you safe so I do worry a little bit about testing and then you add in all the employees it's like you mm-hmm. know so if, if Marriott any hotel that's it's not it's Marriott's just article if a venue is gonna say okay we're gonna set up testing that means every employee that's in contact needs to be tested as well or else you're not really creating that safe of an environment so Mm -hmm. it's a it's a lot to consider so if you're doing an event and you want to test a thousand people you better add another 250 to that list for all the staff that are going to come in contact with your guests
1: I'm curious to know what what the rest of the events industry also thinks about this too Um, in terms of like kind of
2: reactions and things like that have you guys been hearing anything um, everyone's I mean, posted, everybody just squawks about liability. Like, yeah. it's like, sounds like a ton of liability, um, liability insurance nightmare. And I, I don't see it that way. I don't know why I just, I, and I think we touched on that maybe right when we started, but I don't think the liability changes at all with a with a no, but exi- the, I the, the, the virus
1: exists no matter what.
2: If it, anything, it's more paperwork to fill out. If anything, it reduces liability. Yeah,
1: it, it reduces liability because now the insurance company is going to say there was duty oh, of care. Yeah, you're testing everybody who's going to come in your doors and all your employees, and you're you you're making it so attendee has to do it. Oh, yeah we'll totally like we'll cover you mm. for insurance like you're it's like having having a security system for, for it, your place it, or,
0: or training for alcohol like it totally. people get drunk on at a wedding at your venue and they go out and they crash a car that happens right um they there is personal liability that person you know did it themselves they were an adult etc that said, there's a percentage of blame, and they'll try to go after the people with the money. And all that uh, venues do is that they try to show off all of the things that they've right. done in their due diligence. Right. And a, a judge, uh, or depending on, it's probably just a judge at that point, uh, looks at it and says, "Look, they they there's a there's a minimum that is done, and they went above the minimum." They mm-hmm. did all they could and more. They are, um, they, they're what they're trying to do is they're not necessarily trying to penalize people, but they're looking for people who um, are trying to do less than, or they're trying to determine if if they took this as a, as a um, like they put that person in an unnecessary risk beyond uh, the scope of uh, of of what people should be expecting. Similar to like what the case that most people get wrong, and I brought this up a million times too, but of the of the coffee and spilling and you know, McDonald's in the nineties. You know, like, well, you know, and like they McDonald's lost that case for a lot of reasons, but like one of the main reasons was is that yes, coffee's hot. Everyone knows coffee is hot. Theirs was forty to sixty degrees hotter mm-hmm. than anyone else's. So they actually were not doing like everyone knows coffee's hot, but everyone does, that doesn't mean you can pour, give people lava. Yep. Right. So totally. And in this instance is the same idea. And I think what they're trying to do is build a case ahead of time to say mm-hmm. that they did their due diligence and more yep. in, a, in a way that is superior to their uh, you know, competition, especially when it, it's going to try to people are going to try to look at a chain of events because mm-hmm. no one is going to necessarily in a vacuum have been exposed to a virus who went from this vacuum to the hotel back to the vacuum, they're going to have other touch points and they're not going to be able to trace it. So when they bring everyone in front of you know them and they try to do these these cases, and a lawyer says, okay, who should we go after for money?" They're going to be like, well, let's not go after the Marriott because they're known in their in their industry to go above and beyond because they have all of these things. Uh, and they're going to be less likely to be in the crosshairs of litigation. So I think that as much as they're doing it potentially for marketing, um, or to PR, et cetera, they may also be doing it in an era where they're trying to protect themselves uh, from litigiousness that would come out of you know nowhere. And the other thing is, is like in, in alcohol, like especially in alcohol, the, um, the one of the tricks that I remember as being someone who prepared himself for the worst. Uh, back in the day, uh, is that they come after you not immediately, but mm-hmm. in a year. Uh, they make it so your records are poorer, and the people who are around aren't the same people, and you don't have the same type of uh, ability to, you know,
1: necessarily say what was what you know where because it's easier to win those cases. Which is m- mind blowing to me. Every time that I sit on a contract, and someone's like, "Yeah, the the statute of limitations," and we like say like, "Yeah, we it's want the years, statute of dude. limitations to be like one year from after the event," and they're like, "Oh no, we should." Whenever we won't know for the, I'm like, no, like it, if you have an issue, you're going to know immediately. And I want it, I want it to happen immediately. Not like down the Information road. Information degrades That's a side topic of
2: contract negotiations that I, just I do. So I funny. do wonder though, if, if something like this creates the expectation that it can be done. So I wonder if it actually makes it harder to do events because now there is a, you know, so now you're saying that, that you can do testing. So if something happens now, it is, this can be used to say you didn't do everything you could have done because look you know Marriotts are offering rapid testing and you didn't do that at your event or if you if you decide that you're not going to do it so uh, I didn't quite understand that what do you mean exactly? So by this announcement that there is a venue or hotels that are willing to put together rapid testing at an event, it starts to create a precedent that that is what needs to happen. So as we move forward, the reality is, is that we're not going this is not going to be the reality on a mass scale. This is not how we're going to have every event. This is not how sporting events are going to happen. So I just i worry a little bit uh, about what about increases costs yeah about logistics. about it being out there that that's the only way that we get to move forward because i don't actually don't think that's true i think that there's a balance of things that we should be doing i think there should be way more testing for staff people that are in close contact for longer periods of time i think that makes sense i think that 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 the rule is going to be that every every attendee needs to be tested before they go to an event that's not that is not realistic it's not viable it's not the way that we're going to get back to work so um so yeah that's that's what i mean and i want, I talk want about... to talk about i want to correct one thing just before i forget um so i looked it up online and you're most likely to spread the virus to others during the 48 hours before you experience symptoms so i still stand by what i say that you don't catch covid and then Im- immediately start spreading it it's 48 mm-hmm. hours before your symptoms start symptoms are anywhere from five to ten days just to clear that up
1: wow fact-checking ourselves now well I when i talk yeah.
2: about that stuff i feel
1: like we should probably be somewhat accurate yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean like that i mean definitely one of these things with this podcast guys is like always feel free to fact check us and shoot us an email and let us know if we're wrong and we're happy to do corrections uh, as we do these episodes too so let us know it's funny that we talk about the the, the it seems like there there's this phrase that's out there
0: of super spreader events mm-hmm. uh, which i think is you know terrible that could you it, imagine nick if they
2: used like imagine that it was like super spreader beef like the beef producers of america would fucking destroy them they would be destroyed they would be like
1: corona beer and trying to rebrand it away from being coronavirus (laughs) but there's something
2: there's something different about you know super spreader events and being able to use the name of our industry to talk about this that i think i actually think is really damaging and i think that a I, and, I, and I say this all love in the world, a stronger and more organized industry would have squashed that all a long time ago and been like, you don't get to call it that you can find any find a medical term to call it. You don't get to call it that. Yeah. That's yeah. A good point. I agree. Technically, I guess so... event
1: Is a generic term, though, too. So it's <laughs> so our industry. It's so broad. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I, yeah. I guess beef is too. Uh, yeah. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah. It's not though. I, I like though. beef is regulated
0: all the same way. There's there there's there's like there's not multiple associations. Like they they talk to each other. There's a supply chain that's super universal. spreader
1: occurrences. That,
2: yeah, that that's better. Sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I also think that like if you think about like who the super spreader people likely would be, it would be the people touching events. Um, the right. most frequently, and it wouldn't be the mm-hmm. events themselves or the people attending events. Likely, it would be people who would be um, in a specific spot over and over again. So that, that I take like your point, Dustin, that I think that like I would be for uh, further testing done on the staff of venues because like they're just more likely and and frankly i think it's good for them too because they're exposed to so much variety i mean so i think it's it's in everyone's best interest but um, and the staff
2: the staff are typically are typically going to be more entry-level type Mm -hmm. employees they're typically going to be employees that 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 are not, you know, that are more likely to go to work if they're not feeling perfect. That are more likely to not want to they rock the boat. have es- insanely great yeah, and especially in a time where every shift matters, and where you know we're watching so many people in the hospitality industry specifically losing their jobs. Like, do you want to be the one that makes it tough, or are you going to tough through a shift when maybe you're just not feeling great? I those say, I say that with love and care because I I see I see the tremendous challenge. Um, for in those next people season. and our industry, but I do think that more ta- testing for staff needs to become a priority. I would have been way more impressed to see a release from a major chain that says we're providing rapid tests to all of our staff because keeping them safe is how we're going to get back to work. That to me, that would be that would have been impressive. That would. That's been yeah. not sexy. That doesn't apply. No, I don't know though. I don't know. Huh? I, don't know. When you I think, think smart about...
0: people would get it, and I think that they also. I think that the people who make the decisions for meetings are also people who uh work you know hand in hand with those people and are those people in certain you know instances right so i I think that like you don't get the business uh, i mean look who's getting the sales right like who are the people who are acquiring and talking directly to those people wouldn't you want those people to be the most tested the most you know like you want someone advocating for imagine someone saying like look this is our chef you know he's uh uh, he produces all the meals for uh, your event uh, and there he is over there and he's eating, uh, you know, some food from another restaurant or something like that. And he goes, I don't eat the food here, you know, like <laughs> it's, you know, uh, what, and it, it was the same way. It's like, "Well, this is a really safe place, a really safe place. Are you tested, you know, free uh, all the time? No, not me. I, they yeah. can't afford that. Yeah. Like, I think that like there's something to be said about putting the people out there, you know, who are who are done that. And look, like, I think that like having a culture of um, increased, uh, let's say, I don't know, I was gonna, I don't even know what the right word is, but like increased um, uh, systems for um, uh, health and safety. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that like if you don't have that as an internal cultural change first, um, I think that your likelihood for other people to come into your you know venue and to take that on and believe it is probably a lesson, too. So, like, having it say, yeah, just the people who are going to come to our venue probably once ever or, or once a year, mm-hmm. we're going to make sure those people are a priority. And the people that are here every single day, yeah, like, well, fingers crossed. Like, th- that's that's a bit, like, it, it's a cultural disconnect that it doesn't, like, it wouldn't work in flying any other way. Like, they don't say mm-hmm. that... Um, it's just not how I think a lot of other things have, have gone and progressed as far as, um, you know, how things roll out, so. Um,
1: I, I don't know, I just that, feel like it's like a no-dub moment, though. Like, I feel like every organization who's putting their employees in front of people should be always getting them tested rapidly all the time and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But when you hear things like, Marriott wants to get the world of business travel back together, so they're gonna provide testing. You Then all the CEOs who are looking at Potentially mm-hmm. having an event in the next, you know, a little while I'm dropping a
2: million dollars two million dollars They're gonna say find a Marriott They're gonna a Marriott because I which is they're... which is what which is why it's brilliant, right?
0: Yeah, the, yeah. the precedent uh, is why it's brilliant because um, someone else was thinking about that along the same lines uh, of the chain You know Hilton has probably thought about that as an mm-hmm. option and they lost the ability to claim that yeah. um, and, and in the same way that uh, the decreased percentage for um, a booking uh, that happened a few years ago. Uh, you know, like the, There was it was the opposite effect of that. And I remember right. when, like, you know, it was, that when their, you know, when they cut their no, when they cut their commission, commission percentages. Yeah, and that was like such a big part of my life, not directly but indirectly, of working for uh, an organization that that it was primary. Uh, uh, revenue came from those percentages. Uh, remembering, like, everyone was scrambling, like, everything that was being worked on stopped. And it was like it, there was a devil, and it was, you know, the, the organization that did it first. Mm-hmm. And then there was a grandfathering in of actually one of the organizations that I was working with. Um, and then that went away. But then the other one followed suit. But for a while, there was a gain. Uh, of uh, and this is in the reverse uh, the gain of the of the, the second hotel that fell down to that of like they were gaining the business um, by not announcing that at the se- at, you know because they, they waited they but waited a little
1: bit so everyone like kind of like normalized yeah. it and was like oh, okay whatever we'll get <laughs> they to not items. only
0: normalized it which became the new normal uh, right. you know to borrow a phrase um, that that eventually made its way down to most of the major chains but like the ones that did it um, you know uh, the first one that did it suffered the wrath. Um, and I think that um, th- this is in the, the same thing in reverse. I think that, like, I think if this is successful, whoever gets it second won't be known as the safe one, but
1: they'll also have to do it if it's successful enough. So it, it's really interesting. Can you imagine them sitting in, like, a meeting, you know, like I, like, I don't know, the SCIF form, I'm guessing, is where all the CEOs of all the hotels get together. And, they, so, and the Hilton CEO goes, goes over to the Marriott CEO, and goes, hey, th- thanks so much for doing that. You, you got Thanks so much. We were thinking yeah. about it, but you went first. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Take that hit. No, there was there was a lot of for conversations. Those, for those that.
2: that don't know what we're talking about, it's the Marriott International Group Booking Commissions were cut from 10% to 7%, which is like, that is just a mind-blowing amount of money for the travel industry who makes their money off of commissions for- large group bookings and it was long it was long overdue in my opinion i think that, totally like it was a commission structure I, I, I'm for zero, back, by the way back it, when you when that commission structure started, started, started you were paying <laughs> you were paying 70 dollars for a room <laughs> yeah. it's like it was a bit out of control and needed to be lowered but uh but yeah it caused it
0: also like i mean if i would love to have that conversation uh like i have a podcast episode about that as an example of something uh that i think is bigger than that uh, I also like I was in a group of people who made their money in that and I was like on stage talking to them in an internal uh, thing saying, I hope that it's zero. And then I, I also love putting myself in a bad position on stage because it's like <laughs> I see if I can. win. That's why back. you're on this podcast, <laughs> I guess, because I was like, here's here, take my take because I'm like, I, I told them, I'm like, I always take the. Um, the the harder road uh, that is good for the macro of the industry uh, and I believe that like while it, it like it's so amazingly punishing uh, to say that 30% of your income has just been removed by a decision that was made uh, I and I feel for all of you individually as you know people and human beings for that uh, for sure um, that said devaluing what you do by offering it for free. Uh, and then taking money uh, from you know organizations, which was the business model for sure, from mm-hmm. like Helms Briscoe to you know yeah. Experience to all those companies, like they all did that, mm-hmm. uh, and saying like we do this for free. And in fact, I had like a, a LinkedIn thing where I blurred out the name of someone's name, and it said I provide uh, housing for events uh, at for no cost, and that was their name. That was the thing they said underneath their right. name, and I was like, that's disgusting. Like yes. for anyone who makes. A yeah. living off of uh, actually actually providing a service uh, that is of value that you believe is a value. It's a it's a huge disservice to all of us that do this, from a designer to anyone who has that kind of work that is about. Doing work based on expertise and and sweat mm-hmm. to say that you pass it along and you it, it's manipulative it's lying and it's, and it's and it devalues our work. I worked uh, Greg, I worked
2: for one of them one of the really? one of one of the big ones yeah I did for yeah, a very we, short very short amount of time long yeah. long time ago and like the internal training and like how they teach you to 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 do it is quite quite crazy and now i obviously owning my own business and you know being a, a, a stronger professional all the way around i look back on that and i go oh that's dirty business it's <laughs> like dirty and it and, is, it and it really set the tone for a lot of other um and it's not to uh, say that they're not providing a, a valuable service i know i yeah, know lots yeah. of people no, that work for those companies do that do provide are a valuable service just charge for it yeah just charge for it. black and I, white I,
1: I got so here's here's a crazy idea. This might be starting to go a little bit off topic as we start to go down a Marriott rabbit hole. But um, you're the
2: only one that keeps bringing up the Marriott. By the way,
1: you're right. I love you. Got to do.
2: Do you have, do you have something you want to say about Marriott? <laughs> no, like, no. I, I, I,
1: that's my my brand of choice when I'm staying in. Your when I used to, points back 25 years ago when I used to stay in hotels more regularly than I was at home. Um, so what's interesting to me too about this like idea, yeah, like going like a, almost like a lost leader, but is that that's a huge trend right now within software mm, companies. Right. So you look at like HubSpot and all these tools. They're like, hey, we used to charge a thousand dollars a month for this. We're going to slowly start to give away free stuff to hook line you in for our more premium products. And so I can see the value in potentially having that, but when your whole entire business model and revenue completely depends on that freemium model, you're screwed Mm -hmm. then at that point. Versus like, hey, oh yeah, we'll give you the hotels for free, but we have a 10, it's going to be a hundred thousand dollars for us to do all the rest of your planning and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, it's, it's like a loss leader kind of style. I,
0: I also like, I, I applied it to speakers at events as well. When I was, when they would say to me, well, we don't charge our speakers, um, but th- these are the people you want to be in front of. And I said, for what? And they said for business. So I'm like, so are you providing me an opportunity to reach clients? They're like, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, so that's what I get in exchange for my, content that you charge for is I get an opportunity to be in front of clients so like yeah and I'm like am I allowed to advertise and they're like no yep. and I'm like well then what is what are you offering me and they would say an opportunity to be in front of you I'm like that's advertising right like that's what a magazine offers you know that's what a, a, other publishing things offer so I'm like so are they my clients or are you my client because if you're not charging or if you're not paying me you're not my client so you're just the means to an end totally. and, and therefore like I, I can do whatever I want, right? Mm-hmm. And like I even did this to uh, like the most crooked thing, not really crooked, but like a uh, way to take advantage of that model that they were trying to take advantage of me and everyone else in the world that speaks is I, I, prov- I, I was like, can I, uh, they wanted me to speak. And I was like, great. Can I have somebody else on stage with me? And they're like, absolutely. I'm like, cool. So I just charged someone else. I was like, hey, I'm going to provide the, I'm going to create the content. I'm going to make you look really good. And I'm going to put you in front of people who, you know, (laughs) want to hear about your product. And uh, you just pay me to do that. And they said, great. So I was I set them up. I made them look really good. I used all the examples of their stuff. I was third party, et cetera. And they just stood Mm -hmm. up there looking good and collected the leads at the end of it. And I got paid for being a speaker, which is what I. Do. You know, like I I wasn't there. I don't <laughs> You'll like You'll Never to... work again, Nikki. The secret's yeah, out. I'm fine. Yeah, now. everyone knows the secret uh, now. Guess what? I have a
2: job now. So I've had all to good. <laughs> we've we've turned down lots of um, you know, we get we get asked to provide content for, for something, whether it's an article or a blog or whatever. And uh, my marketing team will say, Great, we're gonna do all of this, but there's one resource that we want to gate on our website. Um, so we'll, we'll write the blog and it'll be great and wonderful and, and all of that. And the only yes, thing we want is, page. is just to, to come get this resource that is, you know, that is helpful, but it's not, it's not yeah. all you need to be successful at the blog and nine times out of 10, no, no external links. And then my marketing team's like, go fly a kite. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like then, then pay us Am for I your doing article. you a
1: favor? Is that, is that what you're asking? Like, yeah. Anybody who doesn't understand the value of links is like, and wants like a free blog post, like, oh no, heck no. Yeah. So by how do we get to free you...
0: blog
2: posts from uh, COVID? I don't know. But...
1: <laughs> we should wrap this one I think, up. I think definitely. Before, I, I before think the the problem, we really go down, I the think hairs. the problem
2: in our industry though is that there's so many people that that personally create the content, right? Yeah. So it's like it's like, well, it's no big deal for me to write a blog post for you. But I don't fucking write those things. Like I, you know, yeah. I, I influence them, but somebody else gets paid to do this work. It's not. This isn't just like, oh, I'll just snuggle up in front of the fire and write a blog post for your for your online community.
0: Yeah. I mean, a, a bottom line is, is I think there's a lot of like non-transparency in our industry, uh, from why things are done. And I think that, that it's because of the lack of regulation that right down from the, the point of, uh, point of view of like health and safety to, um, you know, and anything that manipulates reality uh that is the reality of the attendee uh for the gain of business is is should be called out and and hopefully with this with you know to bring it back hopefully with this um this testing it's not about manipulating um a popular sentiment or manipulating the marketplace or whatever that that puts anyone at risk um because then I, i think that like that that is where it, it could go, like really down here mm-hmm. really quickly. So, like as bad as it is to get someone to write your blog post for you, that's one thing, I guess. But like, if if if, the, if there's any organizations that are trying to turn, and not we're not saying that this is the this is the case necessarily, but like my my guard is up for people that are trying to use COVID as a way to mm-hmm. or, or a, a arms race of of words and marketing to use uh, health and safety as a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it should be. This is another thing that I think that should be a black and white way that that it should be done and it should come from higher than marketing people at, at a hotel uh, to regulate us in, in a way that is that is transparent, that is based in science and not just one of 50 things that you should be doing.
2: Right. Yeah, I I agree. I guess my final thought on all of this is. I actually don't think that this puts us forward. I think that moves like this set us back. I think that moves like this put more barriers in the way to the masses going back to work and I think that it's not attainable. I think that it's I think it's just more more of an indicator of to how far we have to go until we're back to work, which is what everybody truly wants. So, yeah. I think just read and learn avoid and... stunts uh <laughs> yeah. in this era right now because so if you
0: want if you want something bad enough that's where shortcuts happen you know totally. so totally
2: and we go back to work with balance and mm-hmm. wrap you know testing everybody is not balanced so i'll that's leave it true. at
0: that it's just one thing like it's not it's not the whole thing <laughs>
1: People want a silver bullet. There's no silver bullet. There's no silver bullets in life. Well, we'd love to hear from our audience of the thousand things that we talked about today. What are your thoughts on all of them? Shoot us over an email with a thousand bullet points on all your thoughts on everything that we talked about. We'd love to. Do you pay someone that reads those? Will. (laughs) Little does anyone realize Will actually reads all those emails. In fact, you will never find out what my actual email address is, but if you want to get a hold of Will, that's the secret is to email the podcast emails. Eventbrew at helloendless.com. Dear God, don't spam me. I won't buy your LED screens. Thank you guys so much for coming here and listening. Thank you, Dustin. Do we have Chinese listeners? (laughs) Thank you, Dustin. I didn't
2: say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying
0: one hundred percent of the people that spam me for
2: lighting fixtures, a marketing person. is from yeah i get i get i get a lot of solicitation for led dance floors like i'm talking it's two two a week and it's on it's on instagram of all places I don't want don't your do LED that. dance floors either. Don't do that. I'm going to show up in the that's transcription.
1: Found forever yeah. as well. But let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. But thank you, Nick. Thank you, Dustin. We're sorry, Tui, for not being here. We were hoping you were going to make it halfway through the episode. But you can listen to this She one doesn't to listen one. to these. She'll, She'll never, never hear this. this. You never listen to your own podcast. Thank you guys so much. Have an awesome night. Bye.
0: Nice voice. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Group. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event
1: Brew.